Do you have a tricky work problem that you need to solve? I have a great podcast recommendation for you featuring a pair of expert women. Whether you're just starting your career or a seasoned professional, check out Fixable, a podcast from TED. Hosted by Harvard professor Frances Fry and her wife, leadership coach Ann Morris, the brilliant duo provide honest, actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Bossed Up Podcast, episode 372. I'm your host, Emily Aries, the founder and CEO of Bossed Up. Today, I want to dive into what's at stake in this year's midterm elections and break down four ways that we can make sure to not only make our voice heard, but make sure that others are heard as well. We just wrapped our quarterly uh, anti-racism and social justice learning and development component for Team Bossed Up here for what is it? What was it? It was just Q3. Um, Every quarter as part of our plan for anti-racism and justice, we make sure to add some element of self-education to the table. And it's interesting, each of us get, you know, since there's four of us on staff here, each person gets to choose one different learning and development opportunity per quarter, in addition to our give back charities and all that good stuff. But Irene was in charge of choosing what we would consume in terms of media, literature, uh, books, or documentaries. And we just had a really powerful discussion a couple weeks back that inspired this episode. And I highly recommend checking out the PBS documentary, sort of. It's, It's really more like an episode in a series of documentaries. Um, that Frontline produced called Whose Vote Counts. And it was an interesting review of how people dealt with voter access issues. You know, here in Colorado, we're pretty comfortable in that we are very used to voting by mail. We're one of just a handful of states that uh, automatically sends everyone a ballot via mail. And that means we have some of the highest voter participation in the country, which is something, in my opinion, to aspire to. And major shout out to our Secretary of State, Jenna, is it Jenna Griswold, I want to say? She's a total badass and has been at the forefront of expanding voter access and making sure everyone's vote counts. That documentary episode of Frontline, Whose Vote Counts, released October 20th, 2020, was shocking and a, a really appalling reminder of how many people Uh, don't actually have their voice heard in our elections due to all kinds of access issues that leaves people waiting in hours-long lines. And by people, I'm specifically referring to historically marginalized people in communities of color in particular uh, who are more likely to have restrictions that make it difficult to get out and vote, not to mention this country of ours doesn't make voting or election day a national holiday. So access issues, whether it's having only one day and no early voting or making it difficult for people to get absentee ballots, including and during a global pandemic, had really negative impacts on voter access and voter participation in 2020 and beyond. So this year, more than ever, I feel so strongly about getting people out to the polls, whether it's via 
a mail ballot or in-person voting because so much is at stake and for women in particular. You know, it was just a couple episodes ago or a couple months ago now uh, that we had our post-Roe v. Wade episode come out, something I never thought we'd have to podcast about. But the reality is without legal protections nationally via the Supreme Court decision Roe v. Wade, now more than ever, bodily autonomy for women is not a given right in this country. And state by state, we are seeing more activist governors and local state legislatures become the deciding factor over whether a woman herself gets to choose what to do with her pregnancy and with her body, including and when faced with life or death health circumstances, or whether some governor gets to decide. And I just think that is absolutely abhorrent. And if anyone, regardless of whether you like abortion or not, if anyone believes that a woman should be the boss of her own body and that it shouldn't matter what governor, what the governor of your state thinks about abortion when it comes to your health, your life, and the life of your unborn child. If you think that's a decision that should be made between a woman and her doctor, we have to make sure we're voting. I know, frankly, midterm elections are boring, (laughs) right? Like, they're not as sexy as a presidential election. They don't get as much coverage as presidential elections. Everyone understands, usually, you know, who the hell is running for president, But you got to do a little digging to figure out who the hell is running for your state representative. I get it. It seems like small fry nonsense, and yet it's not. Nowadays, who your state senator is and who your state rep is and whoever you're voting into the governor's mansion in your state can determine factors like who gets the right to vote, who gets the right to decide what to do with her body and her own body? Who gets to decide whether we're going to become a state that passes paid family and medical leave like we've done here in Colorado? And even when it comes to employment law, which impacts all kinds of people who are navigating the job search or looking for a promotion. Once again, here in Colorado, we've made history and are leading the nation when it comes to rights for workers and rights for job seekers. With this year's salary transparency law going into effect, Colorado job postings all include a salary range. How awesome is that for your ability to negotiate for equal pay, to understand what you're applying to and what to expect when it comes to pay transparency? So look, typically, I I mean, as someone who used to work in politics, I get it. It's it's some nerdy, wonky on occasion, and it can take a little bit of work to stay up to date on the issues. I am imploring you. If ever there has been a midterm elections that matters, this is it, especially for women, especially after the fall of Roe v. Wade. Everyone is watching. I'm calling out you white women in particular. Everyone is watching to say, hey, do white women actually give a about the Republican Party turning into the party against bodily autonomy for women? Because this election, we get to choose. If we care about that, those kinds of issues, if we care about women's right to choose, then we have to make sure we are voting with that issue at the forefront. So that's my soapbox for today. I, I just want to make sure we understand that this is one of those times we really need to be paying attention. And we need to be making sure that those who often don't pay attention to relatively under-the-radar races during the midterms and are only 
typically engaged when it comes to presidentials that we get our friends to the polls. So here are four things you can do starting right now to make sure your voice will be heard. Because let me tell you, when you, just like just like at work, right, just when it comes to getting bossed up in your career, if you sit on the sidelines, if you are in the passenger seat of your own career, it's not like nothing will happen. Someone else is going to take the wheel. So if you don't like the direction those other folks are driving your life and your future, it's time to boss up. It's time to sit up. It's time to steer our own direction forward for our country and for our lives. So number one, check your registration. Make sure you're registered to vote. Maybe you've moved. Maybe you voted absentee elsewhere the last go-round. Go to vote.org or go to your own state's Board of Elections or Secretary of State's office to double check and make sure you are registered. Some states make it easier than others to make sure you're registered. Don't let paperwork stand in the way of you and your vote counting. Number two, make a plan to vote. This sounds, I know, a little bit silly, but especially if you're in a state where you have to vote in person and If it's not on the calendar, it just falls into the category of someday, maybe I'll get around to doing those things that I aspire to do in an aspirational planning kind of sense that just never get done. So don't let that happen to your vote, okay? People have died, and women in particular, we have not always had the luxury and or privilege and or right to vote. So let's not squander it, shall we? Let's not get so busy taking care of business, taking care of our families to make it a priority to get out. So just like you have to schedule what matters most to you, just like you've got to put yourself on your to-do list, put your vote on your to-do list and make a plan. That means when am I going to vote? Where am I going to vote? Who am I going to vote with? How am I going to handle childcare when it comes to voting? Uh, You know, how am I going to handle access if I have specific access needs when it comes to voting? Make sure you start thinking about that now because there are providers out there that will help you make it possible. And if you want to vote absentee, figure out what it takes to vote absentee in your state and start planning now. I want you to think about how much time and thought and energy and attention you may have given, I don't know, your Halloween costume (laughs) this year or thinking about decorating your house for the holidays, thinking about planning your vacation. Hopefully those things have been on your radar in some capacity. Make sure exercising your civic right to vote is getting that much attention too. And it doesn't take much. Just having a little bit of a plan ahead of time can make a world of a difference. I would hate for you to get stuck in the pickup line at daycare and not get to vote because of something like that. So make a plan, vote early, I would say vote early and often, but just vote once, obviously. Vote early, and if that's going to help you get your get your ballot in the mail, do it. Three, self-educate on the issues. This is probably the hardest part because you're thinking, yeah, yeah, Emily, I can figure out the paperwork. I can figure out, like, where to vote and how to vote and when I'm going to vote. But who the hell am I supposed to vote for? Who are all these people on my ballot? Well, I get that that takes a little bit of time and energy and effort, and I'm not telling you to just vote to vote. Right? We want to be relatively educated when it comes to exercising our rights. So there's three ways you can do that with ease. One is just read your local news. 
this is not the time to turn to ABC, NBC, CBS. Even NPR can be very national and focused. I mean, it, that's what the N stands for in National Public Radio. So this is time to look up your local Denver Post, your local Colorado newspapers, your local yokels are going to know who's running for state rep, who's running for state senator, who's running for governor, what your ballot initiatives, your local media is where it's at. So, and, and by the way, that doesn't mean your local NBC affiliate on TV. Those things are all run by like the same conglomerate. <laughs> Look, as much as I love my local newscasters, Shout out to Taronda Thomas, who had me on her show to talk about equal pay, and I had her on the pod, too. We talked about negotiation, but local news affiliates on TV do not count in my book. So many of our local TV news is produced by the same singular uh, talking points producing companies, so... I would instead refer to your local independent journalists whenever possible. I'm talking about newspapers. I'm talking about even bloggers, like small, local, hyper-local blog news is where to catch up on what's at stake. And one specific website that can really help you essentially preempt what is going to be on your ballot is a nonprofit-run website, BallotReady.org. BallotReady was founded back in 2015 by two University of Chicago classmates and has been has really taken off since because they provide you with a preview of exactly what you will see on your ballot in November depending on your specific address where you are registered to vote. Now, it became really famous in 2018 by getting national press, helping so many millions of voters uh, get access to really quality information on every race and every ballot measure uh, in that year's election. It is currently funded by the University of Chicago, the National Science Foundation, and the Knight Foundation, really organizations that are committed to making democracy work the way it should. Their mission is, we believe democracy is built on transparent information. So they essentially aggregate information from every race, from the national all the way down to the hyper-local county-by-county races. So if you want to know where to go to vote, if you want to know what is going to be on your ballot, if you want to be able to find quality information about the candidates that you'll see on those ballots, head to BallotReady.org, and I'll put that link in today's show notes. And one final resource, in addition to local news, in addition to BallotReady.org, I'm the kind of person who sometimes is too busy to do my own independent fact-checking in journalism on every single candidate or every single ballot initiative. So like so many voters, I rely on the organizations and nonprofits who I am mission-aligned with to look at who they're supporting. And there's nothing wrong with that. Third-party validation Having basically references and, and referrals in your electoral decision-making is not a bad thing. So if you're curious as to which local candidates are vocally and adamantly supporting communities of color, head to the NAACP. See who they have endorsed as part of their electoral strategy and their electoral suite of candidates. Similarly, if you want to see who Planned Parenthood is supporting as pro-choice candidates in your local elections, you can head to PlannedParenthoodAction.org to see who their action fund or their electoral arm 
very fundamentally different, by the way, than their health care delivery arm. But their electoral fund at PlannedParenthoodAction.org will tell you who are the candidates in your state and what ballot initiatives, if they're related to choice, they're endorsing. So think about what organizations like the Sierra Club, if you're an environmentalist, or HRC, the Human Rights Campaign, if you're thinking about LGBTQ plus uh, rights in particular, right? All of those organizations do a lot of heavy lifting when it comes to research, vetting, and endorsing candidates they know are going to champion their causes. So if you're especially concerned about pro-choice candidates not having the support that they need, Planned Parenthood can be a really helpful resource to figuring out who's running that Planned Parenthood endorses who should get your and your friends support this election cycle. So to recap, doing your research as a voter does not need to be a huge heavy lift. Local news can be helpful. Ballotready.org can help you preview the candidates and issues that'll be on your specific ballot and turn to third parties you trust nonprofits and advocacy groups who share your values to uncover who they're endorsing and who they're supporting. Now, my fourth and final reminder for all of us this November is don't vote quietly, y'all. Let's take our friends with us to the ballot box this year. Make a party out of it. Make an outing out of it. Make filling out your mail ballots and events you have a dinner party around, like lifting as you climb, which we come back to time and time again here at Bossed Up, is about making sure that you're not just doing your part, but you're bringing others up with you. Now, we can do that in lots of different ways, especially in the digital age. That might look like sharing resources on social media that you found helpful when researching your candidates and your issues, it might just mean talking about these issues with your family. Nothing like talking politics with fam, right? Or talking politics with our friends or talking politics with our coworkers. I know it feels taboo, but the goal here is not necessarily to persuade. It is to inform and encourage. Let's make sure we're sharing information that we find enlightening and helpful. We're sharing information about how to get out and vote because the more people, I'm a big believer in more people making their voices heard in this democracy and apathy is a strategy that's being pursued by so many people who want you to sit at home, who want you to not care. And there's so much happening, whether we're talking about influence from Russia and other folks abroad or people in even domestically who are sowing division and encouraging division in this country. The antidote to that is community and conversation. So I want to just implore all of us to make sure we're doing our part to make our voice heard and to lift as we climb. I'm going to leave all of these notes and all of these links for you in today's corresponding blog post. Share it far and wide and let's make sure we make these midterms record-breaking just like we did in 2018 when it came to participation. We are on the other side sort of of a global pandemic, the fall of Roe v. Wade and God knows whatever else, not to mention a racial reckoning in 2020, all of which has yet to be seen at the ballot box. So how we decide to steer our careers, not careers, to steer our country forward is really up to us right here, right now. Head to bossedup.org episode 
372. That's slash episode 372 for all of those show notes, links, and a full transcript of today's episode. And until next time, let's keep Boston and voting with purpose <laughs> and integrity, right? And let's keep lifting as we climb.